Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two things up for review this week. First up, it's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then it is Spirited, which is out in theaters now, but will be on Apple TV Plus on the 18th. First up is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and I say this every time I review a Marvel movie or any of these huge movies, it's pretty much a bye week for me in that you're going to go see it. If you are already invested in the Marvel ecosystem and you have been watching decades at this point worth of content and all these things, there is nothing stopping you from seeing Black Panther Wakanda forever and more power to you. However, I would like to possibly set expectations for folks and just consider the following in order to hopefully help you have a better viewing experience. This movie just has impossible standards to live up to and it's so challenging, right? Because Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies. I think it is just a really great film. You, you cannot deny that also the cultural impact it has and how powerful that is as an audience member, just as a member of the world we live in. You know, it, it broke ground, it opened doors. So had there also not been these other circumstances surrounding the film, even living up to that was going to be challenging. But then if you also take into account the loss of Chadwick Boseman, which is truly devastating, you know, it's hard to go into this. And I'm going to almost argue it's impossible to go into this movie without taking that real world experience and applying that loss and that grief to your experience as an audience member. The film itself also, of course, is it's an expression of grief. And and they were under, you know, again, trying to live up to regular Black Panther, even if Chadwick had been around, would have been really challenging, let alone him being such a part of the story and just the character and all, all of it. I, I don't envy them and I respect the choices they made. I do think there are times where it became challenging and I would have considered making other choices for the storytelling. So I think the way they address, you know, his absence and all that stuff, it's beautiful. It's it's heartbreaking. And to me, you know, just knowing that they were invested in that was almost more emotionally powerful than the way they did it itself, if that makes sense. Like, bringing my own grief and emotions into it. Um, and I think they knew that going in, that there was probably almost going to be nothing that they could do that could top just us all being sad about this. But then the way the rest of the story pans out, it's it's long. <laughs> my biggest criticism of this film is it's very long. And there are, I, I you know, take the time, explore the grief, do all those things. But I think there are sequences and a couple storylines that are maybe not necessary that that make it feel a little bit bloated. And it's not a perfect film and not that Black Panther was a perfect film, but I do think there is a way that this could have been uh, still sad and dramatic and in- enjoyable from, you know, it, uh, an expression of grief perspective. But there's also ways to make it entertaining, all these things. And I think there are some tonal issues with trying to balance the two and like jamming these other things in, which you know, maybe we shouldn't have tried to lighten the mood or not even, they don't even like try to lighten the mood, but I just found some of it distracting from what really was going to be an emotional story no matter what. I have to get Angela Bassett in this movie is just a force to be reckoned with. I think we all knew that she was anyway, but she is, I, you know, just thinking about it makes me want to cry. You know, most, I mean, everyone, everyone, who, everyone from the cast who can be back was back. You know, I, I do think one of the challenges for me is putting a lot of the acting on Letitia Wright, who I don't always find to be the strongest actress, was a little bit challenging. And I understand the logic of why they did it. And, you know, I, I'm sure they went through a million reasons, uh, you know, of, of different pathways about recasting or not recasting or, you know, focusing on the family or uh, doing, you know, there's, I don't envy them. So I, I don't want to like knock it too much, but I 
do have to just be very honest in that there were times where I felt distracted during the film, as I said. And and I'm going to guess that, you know, their emotion and their grief is what caused it maybe to be a little bit bloated in that sense in that they didn't want to cut anything that they were you know already making a film that wasn't the one that they originally set out to make and so they were just like okay here's what we're gonna do to make it work and maybe that made their eye a tiny bit less critical I want to be clear it's a beautiful movie it's emotional there there's action the action is not always my favorite in all of these Marvel movies because I do think we that is some where some of the bloat comes from I also do want to give a huge shout out to the newcomer who is Tenoch Huerta or at least newcomer to the Marvel Universe the, the story that they told with him as Namor is more interesting than what it could have been. And so that part of it, I was like, oh, I want to know more about this. But we're also trying to balance these other things. And some other things I feel like maybe have come from setting up other things in the MCU, which is always tough because maybe I'll look back at this in a, a couple of years and be like, oh, I'm so glad it was two hours and 41 minutes. But I don't know yet. All I can speak to is my experience in the actual moment. So again, you're going to go see this. You're going to enjoy it in a sense, you know, again, I think knowing going into it that it is not going to be like a light, funny, haha Ant-Man type film. And that is going to be a, a, you know, an emotionally meditative piece on grief and loss. But it's also a Marvel movie, so it's going to have action and all these other things. You know, that's that's what you're going to get from it. But I think just accepting and knowing that it cannot be Black Panther, the original Black Panther. And you were also, you're not going to experience that level of novelty again, right? Like just going in with that and being like, cool, I'm going to enjoy this. Also, again, it is going to be like a very serious Marvel movie. That to me is probably the best way you can go into it. I still, you know, I, I have so much respect for what they did. And I think while I personally would have gone like with a couple different things, I'm trying not to spoil anything, basically. I still think it's it's a very good movie. So I'm going to give it a 3.9 out of 5. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. Next up is Spirited, which is a holiday musical on Apple TV+. And it stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, and Octavia Spencer. And... Hey, oh, this was a weird one. So it'll be on streaming next week. But in case you feel like seeing it in theaters, it's out now. I am not a Christmas person. I feel like if you've listened to my reviews over the years, you know, one, I'm Jewish. So Christmas does not have the same warm fuzzies for me necessarily that it does a lot of people. And that's totally fine. I do actually really like musicals. And I do really like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer. But uh, she's a smaller part in this. I... I am very confused by this movie because Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds are not people known for their singing abilities. And this is truly a full-on musical production. And I, I really actually give credit to the musical portions of it because they're very well choreographed. You know, I kept thinking during it, I would have been interested maybe in seeing this as a stage show. I feel like the like, you know, live theater aspect of it would have been more compelling. At the end of the day, it is still a Christmas carol and it's a retelling of it and, you know, with some modern twists and there's some strange uh, futurist things about it. You know, it's very, again, very meta production-y. And so, yeah, the combo of that and I don't think Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and also Octavia Spencer sings in it are bad singers but they are not musical theater-esque or musical movie-esque singers and so it's just it's very strange they're also not dancers even though there's a lot of dancing and I I guess I'm just like all right you were picking star power over maybe best fit for the requirements of the role the other big thing about the film is that it feels long and I had serious trouble paying attention to it. It's only two hours and seven minutes long and you are going to watch it from most likely uh, from the comfort of your home. 
but it just felt very long. And again, part of it is because I think a lot of us know the story of A Christmas Carol and this is it's doing that story but also the other you know they're trying to do their spin on it Um, Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas present Uh, Ryan Reynolds plays the Scrooge-esque character in it which is not a surprising casting move but it also feels like they are playing the sort of personas of themselves that exist in the world I would have been very interested to see you know a a flip of those roles possibly where Ryan Reynolds is the ghost of Christmas present and and Will Ferrell is a Scrooge you know a present day Scrooge or something along those lines I feel like Will Ferrell is trying to aggressively avoid going into elf territory but is also trying to play this wholesome-esque you know pro-Christmas character Ryan Reynolds is trying to not be exactly Deadpool but he does come across like a little bit Deadpool-y in the snarky department. So, you know, it's, 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 they are, they are good screen presences. Again, it's really hard for me to evaluate because I'm like, I, I will never watch this again as a not Christmas person. I don't know if it's going to make it into the rotation of people's, you know, rewatches every year because I know a lot of people do that. The music is good. And like I said, like the dancing and the the, the background singing, the, the um, choreography and the, the staging of all of it is impressive. And you can tell that they spent money on it and it feels like a movie. But at the same time, I don't know if I feel like the music and the, the, that part of it is memorable, which is a very important part of musicals. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's like sing-alongable songs and all that stuff. Again, I really, really would have been interested to see this as a stage show. O- overall, I think it's fine it's probably like a decent background watch which is never a particularly nice thing to say about something but I don't it's I can't give this a glowing review I think it's you know if you like the two of them or the three of them again I don't want to diminish Octavia Spencer's part in it but she also does have a relatively minor part in it overall or it feels like they could have used her more and didn't but yeah so if you are already inclined and you think you'll like it and you saw the trailer you're like yeah all right it's exactly I think what the trailer positions it to be nothing more nothing less and if you are aggressively turned off by that don't watch this movie but overall for me again because I like the two of them so much I was like oh I'm excited for this this could be fun um but I don't think it it breaks out of the formula that it sets up for and I would have been interested to see something more creative and more original out of it that was you know subverts all of these things but at the end of the day it's still a Christmas carol so I'm gonna give it a three out of five that has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.